Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day, listeners. Hello, lovely listeners. Lovely listeners. There's a bit of alliteration for you, Nicole. Lovely listeners. Is every device I own is going off whilst I was madly in the middle of trying to turn them all off. The terrific trio at Tradies in Business, except we're not a trio. We can't be a duo because then my alliteration gets ruined. Anyway, I realise how much I waffle at the start of the episode. So today we're going to talk about communication. Well, that could have actually been a segue. I just think you missed the segue. No, I was doing it because I said how I waffle. To the point. And then, yes, exactly. Shelby could be our other team member and we could be a trio <laughs> after all. He's in my office all day, every day. For, for those listeners that don't know, Shelby is a dog. She's my rescue puppy. Not just any and, dog. No, she's pretty special. She's a rescue golden retriever who spent seven years of her life quite literally living in a cage in a shed with hundreds of other dogs that were bred with just for their puppies. And so she has a few um, issues with separation and therefore does not leave my side. Hmm. She's, uh, she's a very impressive um, mat in your background. There. <laughs> it's like a, a real life shaggy dog mat. She is, every now and then she moves. All day, yeah. <laughs> and barks when you lock her out. Oh. Yes, we can't see separation anxiety. Usually when we're podcasting. Yes. Um, So despite my ideas that I wouldn't waffle, I managed to encourage us to waffle anyway. I did it for you this time. Thank you for taking some of that ownership, Nicole. But we are going to talk about communication in today's episode because as humans, it's a fairly important skill, communication. Particularly as business owners. (laughs) And I've got to say... And this is a sweeping generalization, listeners, that my observation is a lot of people are really shit at communicating. Like it seems to be a bit of a mystical thing of how to communicate with other human beings of the same species. This is a great moment for me to pay you a compliment and say you're not shit at communicating, Warwick. You're a very good communicator. Oh, thank you. Despite the wobbling and the butterfly syndrome. Oh, yes. Well, you know, we've, we've all learnt to adapt to your style of waffle. But no, you're a very good communicator. And when you are um, ready, you can be extremely clear and concise. Yes. I know when I get in the zone, which is usually in coaching sessions, so a lot of our clients will know how um, sharp and to the point I can be sometimes, sometimes a little too sharp and to the point, but uh, thanks, Coxie. And, you know, it's something I've worked on for many, many years, as I'm sure you have, because I'm equally as impressed sitting in sessions with you when we do actually um, double team our clients, which must be awful for them. <laughs> like mum and dad coming down on them yeah. all. <laughs> G'day to uh, all of our our premium members who might be listening to this, you know who you are. And we know what it's like because uh, Coxie and I have both been coached as well. So really we're just extracting revenge upon you. We are. But um, it's the same thing. I feel like you and I get in a bit of a zone when we're coaching and 
I think it's something that's learned over time. Um, it comes from having a lot of conversations with a lot of different people about similar things and just being able to draw on a bit of a library of responses, not to say that they're pre-recorded or pre-thought out, but um, I guess it's like a tradie. You know, you, you've come across situations and problems many times over, and I, and I used to marvel at my dad. We'd, you know, I used to labor for my dad when I was a, a teenager, and I'd be on building sites with him. I mean, this is back before WHNS really existed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, renovations and that sort of stuff, be getting yelled at to because I didn't get the right chisel out of the frigging oh, yes. box or something. Um, but something wouldn't be the way it was supposed to be on the job. You know, he'd pull a wall sheet off and discover that there's no noggings inside the wall or something like that. And just his ability to really quickly go, oh, go grab that lump of timber over there. I'd be like, which one? This one? No, that one. No, no, no. The lump of this size by that size. I'm like, Okay. And he just, he'd cut it up and all of a sudden there'd be a wall frame. Yeah. And I'd be like, how did you know to use that bit of timber and not yeah. that bit of timber? Like, it would have taken me a long time to work it out. And I think communication is a lot like that. The more you do it, the more situations you put yourself in where you develop wisdom and experience, I suppose. Um, yeah, I totally agree, particularly when it, in terms of that concise communication, because it, it's like playing football you have an innate knowledge of the game when you've played the game for a long period of time well that's what you and I do we've done this for such a long period of time we have I can't think of a problem we haven't seen before I've still I've not had a curly one for a very long time they're all very similar problems we have our own versions of the problems but the root of the problem is very similar and so it's easy for us to find an answer to help them pretty quickly make an impact quite quickly so our communication um can be really concise believe it or not podcast listeners because i'm sure you don't experience it very often you get wishy-washy <laughs> us the other thing that i really love about communicating is the ability to do it in many forms communication doesn't just need to be written doesn't need to be spoken doesn't need to be videoed it can be a combination of all three because we all learn so very very differently we did some great work recently with a coach of our own work and i were working together with a coach to help us put together a course. And we found really quickly how differently Warwick and I learned, how differently we took on the information and actually retained it, um, depending on the kind of communication. So I think this particular coach had the opportunity to read something, listen to it like in a podcast form or watch a video and listen at the same time. Um, and then you could go and do a practical demonstration with her as well. It was quite fascinating to see somebody had crossed all of those communication um, outlets to ensure that we actually got the message and it fascinated me how different you and I were yeah I'm I hate watching videos instructional mm. videos uh, I'll sit and watch having said that I'll sit and watch a, a training video on something mostly leisure based you know mountain biking or dirt bike riding or something you know I'll, I'll sit and watch a DVD or a video series on how to pull better wheelies or, you know, how to rail logs <laughs> or something like that. Because I want to see how it's done. Like I'm a, yeah. I'm a very kinesthetic, uh, feel it, do it, experience it. That's how I learn best. Mm. But when it comes to uh, like 
content the likes of what we produce for me to sit and watch a video of someone talking about developing a course and speaking to a bunch of PowerPoint slides, Mm. I'd rather go lick a chook's bum. Like it's just, it kills me. Just give me the text and I'll read it because I'm a fast reader and I take that sort of written word in very quickly and I've always been blessed with that ability to read something and remember it and retain it and assimilate the knowledge. Just give me the text, I'll read it, and then I'll be able to go away and do it. But to make me sit there and listen to somebody read through some text to a bunch of PowerPoint slides, kill me now. Okay, so the problem with with education for me is it's typically very boring. <laughs> None of it's particularly fun. So when we have educational uh, learnings, I need somebody's face to keep me engaged in the video so that I actually take it on board. I'm a voracious reader. I can read a book in a day. I'm a very fast reader. I will absorb all of that content because I'm interested in the story. That's fiction or it's nonfiction, but it's on an area that I'm actually interested in. Course creation or goodness knows how many other things you and I have done together over the last few years is really boring to me because I just want to chomp in and do it. I don't want to be told the five different ways I need to do it. I just want to chomp in and get it done. So the only way for me to stay engaged then with those um, learnings is to be able to see the face and that keeps me alert it keeps me thinking because there's a, a physical expression you make when you're punctuating an important point all of that for me is very transparent i can see it and i think okay i really need to hone in on that one because that looks important rather than reading the text getting bored and that's when i do my butterfly moments that's when i think oh, i should check facebook i think i heard a ding <laughs> because i avoid it i don't enjoy it so you and i were incredibly different and we're also quite different in the way we communicate if we need to write it down mm. interestingly when you write you're very concise when you talk you're a storyteller i'm the opposite <laughs> I like how you put that. I'm a storyteller. <laughs> you are a storyteller. Very polite, Coxie. You always have you. a lovely story to tell. I think I got that from my dad. Um, he he used to tell stories. I actually said this to to my beautiful wife on the weekend. We um we spent the weekend away celebrating our wedding anniversary, and um we were just reflecting on the last month or so, and and you know we had some space to chat as a husband and wife instead of her going off to work at the hospital five days a week and, you know, a bit of that ships in the night stuff, um, which for us is not as bad as a lot of our listeners and a lot of our clients. Um, but I've, I've actually come to accept that my dad taught me and rubbed off a lot of cool stuff on me. And the difference between him and I is he just took things to a level that were cringeworthy. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, there's a difference there? <laughs> Um, but the stories my dad would tell and, and I don't know what it was about the old guy, but the same story dead set. I could, I could almost recite word for word what he was about to say, cause it was the same teaching story I'd heard 74,000 friggin' times since I was a 13 year old. And here I am as a 40 year old man and he's telling me the same damn story. And in the end, I just just say, yeah, dad, you've told me that story. And he would still tell it, despite me telling him that he'd told it to me already. It's uh, interesting. I I have um, family members that are the same. My grandmother was very much the same. She, it's a family legend. Now we all laugh about it. She passed many years ago. 
and we laughed because we can all still wrote fashion, tell those stories. Yeah. But they're very big part of my self. They're very big part of me now because they were so ingrained on me. So for me, that worked. And that's what we need to think about as business owners. How can we communicate with our staff so that everybody has the opportunity to understand what we're trying to get across? Is it that we provide verbal communication? We give them a written procedure. We do a video of the actual doing of the thing. Mm. And then we teach them the doing of the thing. Mm -hmm. So they always have all of those forms to revert back to should they need them if they forget. But there's no room to fall there. If you've got all four of those things in place, there's no room to fall over. They know how to do the job. There's no excuses anymore. Likewise with our clients, we need to take some time to help our clients understand. And this is the biggest area for friction with clients and trade business owners is the lack of understanding. And again, this goes back to that innate knowledge you have as a, as a tradie. Like when you played football for all those years and you're trying to explain it to your kids before they understand, they just don't get a lot of the terminology. They just don't get a lot of the processes and the procedures and just the way it's got to work. And it's up to us as the business owners to make sure that they do understand that. So it might be that you do written and verbal and then you check back in and ask them to repeat so you know that they heard it the way you delivered it. Or it might be that you show them, you go to site and you physically walk them through what you're going to do so that there is no room for error. It's simple. It's effective. It's going to save you so much time. Even if you invest a five extra minutes each time going through extra steps to ensure that they understand. Yeah. It's a little bit of theory for you listeners. There are apparently according to experts, uh, three communication styles, visual auditory and kinesthetic. Um, or three main styles. And everyone is a combination of the three. You can do a little test online. If you look up V-A-K testing, that's V for Victor, Alpha, Kilo, testing, V-A-K testing, um, testing, testing. You (laughs) can actually find out what your main style is. And the thing about uh, those three styles is we tend to broadcast communication in our own preferred style, in our own strong style. So... I actually learn pretty well from stories, mm. um, but I don't f- actually come across too many good storytellers. I mean, uh, yeah, Dad was <laughs> Dad told a lot of stories, but I don't know that they were good stories a lot of the time. Um, I don't mean to speak ill of my past father, but uh, you know, I don't come across a lot of good storytellers. I mean, there are some great storytellers in the media, um, if you can believe that. But, uh, you know, some great journalists that tell a great story. There's been some great storytellers on the ABC, um, some fantastic presenters, um, interviewers as well. But, uh, you know, we tend to communicate in our own style. And there I was just telling a big story again. So the trick is not necessarily bending your brain to figure out who is sitting across the table from you and what their style is but actually it's the one or one of the few times when the shotgun approach is actually quite acceptable and it's exactly what you were saying coxie just hit them with all the styles Mm. give them a written document so you're getting the visual if it's got text on there and some diagrams and it's a piece of paper that they can grab hold of which is the kinesthetic so that's the touchy-feely got to do it to learn it thing um talk them through the document so you hit the auditory which is hearing 
get up and draw some stuff on your whiteboard or scribble some concepts on a piece of paper and then walk them through the design if you're a builder. Like try and incorporate all those different styles into the one communication. So, uh, you know, as you said, with staff, but with customers and um, doing quoting and, uh, you know, the whole sales process, trade business owners that email a quote are missing two out of three communication styles because mm. you sent me something that's in the written word, which is one of the least effective mm. ways to communicate with another human. Um, and so you're missing 60 plus percent of the message. And if I'm a kinesthetic, if I'm a high touchy feely, got to see it, close my eyes and turn around to imagine the driving directions. And I've got to point my body to the left as I go left and all that stuff. And you email me a quote, you've missed me. Yeah, totally. So you should actually go out and see me face to face, meet me on site and walk me through what you're going to do. If you're a plumber or a lackey, I don't care. Point to where the lights are going to be. Mm. Do hand signals. So imagine the lighting coming down from the from the eaves here, Warwick, onto your pool area. So you can see if you just turn around here, you'll be able to see that the light's going to shine from this wall out over the pool and make me stand and look at it. Now, if I'm not a kinesthetic, I'll do it anyway, but I'll be listening to you exactly. and creating the image in my own mind. Or if I'm an auditory, same thing. So you just need to do the scattergun approach and cater to one of the three, oh, sorry, all of the three and you'll hit one. Yeah, I think a um, great point to refer back to is one you made earlier. Most of us are made up of a couple of the different styles, but not necessarily one or the other. So if you do take the scatter approach, you're more likely to find a way to hit them and ensure that they understand what you're trying to convey. Mm. Likewise, can I say this needs to be turned on its head when your client is communicating to you? <laughs> so they're not going to have this kind of knowledge behind them to communicate to you and various styles and if they do fantastic go for that walk let them point out where they want the lights etc etc even though it might feel mundane to you you're more likely to get the job because you actually sat through it and heard what they had to say but if you are that with a client that doesn't have that skill set isn't able to show you in various styles then the most important thing that you can do is say back to your client so mrs jones i'm hearing that you would like one light fitting to go into your master bedroom how about we draw that on a map just so that i get a good feel for it it's a really simple step you're repeating back to them you're doing two things you're confirming to understand what they think they're trying to say to you and secondly your client feels heard so they're more likely to uh, connect with you which is what's required for them to put you over the line and spend the money with you in the first place. So this isn't just about what you do. It's also about what you take back and then what you give back away. It's not, this isn't a one-stop shop where it's just about you communicating with clients or staff. It is also about how you consume the communication from others. Mm. And a lot of this, you can design your communication systems so that people give you the information that you need in the way that you need it without yes. them even realizing that you forced them to give you some auditory information. If you're a really good listener and you like to listen to information, you know, some of us can't do audio books and podcasts. Um, to most of you listening to this podcast, I would hazard a guess that you are pretty strong on the auditory 
as far as how you receive information. Mm. Um, it's not the biggest proportion of the population, interestingly enough. Uh, it's why television still crushes everything and video mm. crushes everything because most of the population are visual. We're visual learners, we're visual communicators. It, it harks back to when I needed to see if you looked aggressive or not mm. um, to know whether I had to throw a spear at you or actually invite you into my tribe. <laughs> uh, so that was all visual. Yes. Um, but if you're listening to this, you're an auditory, you can design systems within your business so that customers give you information, staff give you information in a format that's also going to work for you. So um, there's there's fantastic apps like we've just signed up to WhatsApp in 2020, Coxie. I mean, it's only taken me 47 years to actually get on the WhatsApp train. Um, I'm a little nervous. That thing goes off all the time. <laughs> but uh, don't you start posting me strange pictures. Yes. Um, well, no, that won't be the kind you would like, but I'm sure that I can uh, send photos of, I don't know, the garden or But the you and I have been using an app uh, now for a couple of years mm -hmm. that we can send photos uh, we can send audio messages, we can send the written word. And in fact, you and I do all three with each mm. other and with our clients. Uh, and we've got clients who are using apps like that with their clients so that they're actually receiving um, spoken messages from clients and staff about what's going on on site, which helps the business owner get what they need. So I think with so much of this, like everything else we talk about here at Tradies in Business podcast, you need to stop, step back, and just have a think about how to set this up in a way that's going to work for everybody mm. and not just stamp your foot and stick out your bottom lip and say, you're not listening to me or, oh, bloody clients, they never understand what I'm trying to say to them. It's like, did you hear what you just said? <laughs> or maybe so you're not. saying we can't blame other people anymore? Well, yes. Actually, okay. Blaming others for for the lack of communication and understanding is you you might as well go look in the mirror and tell that person they're an idiot. It'll be more effective. Yeah, that's where it all stems <laughs> from. <laughs> but maybe write it on a piece of paper as well in case they're a visual. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> a big tick for you. So there you are, listeners. There's our um, quick. I guess, wrap up on how to <laughs> communicate more effectively with your team and your clients. And if you're wanting some tips on communicating, you know that you can find us on Facebook, our Traders and Business Facebook group. Just search the group function. You'll find us. Um, we're smiling as we always do. Lots of communication going on in there. Don't forget our Facebook page. And if you are hanging around the Facebook page, check out the events on the 25th of September, which depending on when you listen to this is not far away. We are hosting our last free 90-day planning session for the year. That's right. It's free. We're giving away bunches of time and value yet again for free. You can join us, but not only Warwick and I, you get to join our Trade Desk members, our Drawing Board members, and some of our super rock star tradiepreneurs. We'll all be in the room together at once so that we can help you hash out a plan for the final 90 days of the year. Let's get you ready for a rockin' Christmas 2020. Let's kiss out the end of this horrible year. And have you even setting yourself up for a smashing 2021? Simple. All you need to do is find the event on Facebook. So go to the Traders and Business Facebook page, hit the events tab, and you will see the 90-day planning session, TIB 90. 
join up, be sure to hit the ticket link. Please don't forget to actually pop in your email address somewhere. If you want to receive all the information, the links, the workbook, etc., you need to throw in your email address. And if you don't know what on earth we're talking about, there is a podcast from two weeks ago where we're talking about planning for Christmas that will give you all of the details and things that you need to know for your first TIB 90 session, not to be a nervy one. What a fantastic pitch, Coxie. You communicated that really well. Thanks, Warwick. And you didn't even tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not real good on the stories. Thanks for listening. Uh, we love having you download the Tradies in Business podcast. Um, if you haven't shared it with a mate uh, or a fellow tradie or a subby or a staff member for a while, please go right ahead and do that. Um, you know, spread the love spread the communication and uh, we look forward to seeing you at TIB 90 on the 25th if you're listening to this before then otherwise uh, we'll catch you on the next episode Hooroo. Hooroo. you've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox find out more about today's guest tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au